gentlemen, this is David Miracatani with another episode of Matt Chat. Today I am joined by the assistant coach from the University of Wyoming and fellow Missourian, Ethan Kyle. Ethan, welcome back to the show. Hey Dave, thanks for having me, man. Good to talk. How, uh, you survived Vegas okay? I did. Um, my, my voice was a little worse for the wear from <laughs> two days worth of yelling and, uh, and the air quality inside Vegas hotels. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, we're, uh, that we're seems, back. That seems like the ultimate burn the candle at both ends kind of weekend. <laughs> oh, it is. It really is. But uh, no, it was, it was a good trip. There's a lot of lemon and tea and, and things like that involved for day two, right? Keep that there voice up and running. Yeah. Yeah, that's worth a try at least. You guys wrestled well there. I mean, obviously, you know, Ten guys didn't win it, but you're in the top ten as a team, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, we finished up ninth. Um, just had a couple placers and a couple guys uh, lose their bubble match, um, you know, the round of 12, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously anybody that, that took a look at that field or um, that hasn't been under a rock for the last week, knows what that you know that was an unbelievable field obviously there were there were some guys missing from some of those teams um sure. which is always always part of it this time of year but man there was a lot of deep weight classes and you know we we've kind of preached about it leading up to it is you guys have an, a ton of opportunities to notch quality wins and uh, and and we did we we seized those opportunities um obviously never as much as you want but even some of our guys that, um, that didn't place did pick up quality wins, and and all of us, um, you know, in Division One know how important that's going to be as as the season progresses. Getting your name in there, not only for the rankings, but those quality wins and and your RPI and all that business. Um, so, I think we overall we did our, ourselves some good. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I write questions up, and then I just kind of follow you guys once we start talking, but. One of the questions I had was, you know, how important is it for you guys to peak for that tournament? And I see two reasons. One is there's there's teams there that you just don't see again, especially a lot of the Big Ten and East Coast teams. And then two, you, it has a significant impact. And I, I know rankings don't really matter, but but seedings for Big Twelve and Nationals. So I, I yeah. looked at I looked at this a couple of years ago, like at Midlands. Edinburgh and Northern Iowa were there, and Edinburgh especially kind of had um, a non-top 20 second half of the year schedule. So if they could get wins there, you know, they right. could kind of hold that seed or that ranking. But, you know, most of us that do the rankings, whatever site you like, I think most of us try to do our best and do research. Right. And yeah. and I think the the seedings, you know, are, are probably fairly close. So, you know, I mean, like, you're not going to be ranked ninth by us and get the one seed or vice versa, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think what you're, what you're kind of hinting at is, is the importance of this merit-based system that has been developed for the last few years um, where, where it's not just uh, templates for qualifiers for the yeah. NCAA tournament now. It's, um, so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of maybe hopefully answer your question is, we did treat it as a little, you know, I would call it a micro peak or a, you know, um, an early peak or a false peak, really, because to think that, you know, I mean, it's December 6th, 
we didn't start we're not even two months into official practices <laughs> right so yeah um you know that's 60 days now for for you know the the informed listener they realize how how in-depth the sport is not only from a, a physical standpoint that's the most obvious thing but technically i mean there are we haven't we haven't covered a fraction of the fine technical areas that we ultimately will um over the course of a season so you know more than anything we we tried to um i don't know if if paper is is accurate but you know we we did treat it as a little bit of a different um week of training approaching the tournament so that our guys did feel good um and i think you know relatively speaking for the first week of december you know i think our guys did look physically there um and you know i think they had good attitudes they they competed really hard yeah up and down the lineup there was really no um there was really no um weak spots so you know i think we we did uh, the way we got the guys ready was was decent um there's always room for improvement you know but i think we did treat it certainly treat it as a little a little peak um because you know you hit the nail on the head with all those points of of seeding for down the line and exposure to these teams that we won't see again so um but more than anything we've got a ton of feedback that we've just been you know monday and tuesdays of these these weeks during the season just they they literally just flash by by the time you you break down as much film as we have on a tournament weekend and and then try and incorporate that into some some practice plans um you know i i just i'm overwhelmed with um with feedback uh, competition feedback and and things that we have on our roadmap now for areas to address and and to really you know develop so yeah it's really great it's it's a great great thing right now well and you guys have a relatively young team i mean i know you got a couple of the class and you got a lot of young guys and so yeah. realistically thinking all those guys are going to make the semis and stuff like that you know probably isn't the case but when those guys wrestle seven more minutes when they wrestle 14 more minutes when you're yeah. able to see what they're like on the day two of a way you know a day two way in a day sure. two performance you know, yeah. when we were in junior college, we would go to tournaments and try to compete against guys like you when you were at Oklahoma State. And we're like, we just want to see what happens when this guy loses. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? That's a great point. Absolutely. You know, I. it's funny you say that because I have this quote um, sitting on my desk right now um, from one of um, Tiger's old coaches in uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, he's, I don't know if he's still on a first-name basis or not. It's been a while, but <laughs> – um, we all know Tiger Woods, and this this coach said that you know what really set Tiger Woods apart was the statistic on how often he made birdies following bogeys. Yeah, so that's cool. I have this yeah. I have this little note that says Tiger makes birdies after bogeys, and um, you know, so as much as anything, you you put a guy in that situation, and you see how they respond, and that's where I think that's that idea is, is a little bit of the the impetus for, you know, my, my kind of my last statement on how much feedback we have right now and, and how exciting it is and um, the potential. We, You were right. We've got four freshmen, 
in the lineup right now and four seniors and a couple you know one one each in that those middle range but four freshmen you know I'm I'm trying to figure out and I've had this conversation with a ton of them so far as um because you watch them train but the wrestling room is nothing close to competition because you know your partners you know their their tendencies so when you get out there in the um in the spotlight you you know we have to learn their identity so um you know i need to know what um montori bridges is going to do uh when he has you know when he wrestles a luke pletcher um and then when he responds and he you know we we've got some wins and and so, you know, especially maybe just speaking to those freshmen, is we did, we got on a little pin streak, um, and it's, you know, pin streak, it was actually just three. Um, That's a streak. But we'll, but we'll call it a streak. Thank you. We'll take that. We'll call <laughs> it a streak. It was a and Cliff so, Keen. It wasn't at, like, the Eureka Quad, so we'll count it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Afton, the Afton Quad <laughs> would be pretty comparable, right? Um no, but that, I mean, that's that's really inside. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, really. Uh, so, so, but you look at that, and then you look at you know ninth place, and I can't pull it up right now, but I can promise you that that the difference between ninth place and say thirteenth place was six six those six bonus points probably factored into it. So, um, you know, when when you're when you're still on the up and up, like program like us, we got to scratch and claw for every little bit, you know, a top 10 finish at a Vegas tournament, that's, um, that's worth the effort. And, you know, that's, that was something that we did see from some of those young guys. They, even though they, they, they missed placing by a couple matches, um, some of them, um, we did see some good things from them and they, they fought and that's, that's as much as anything, you know, our, our motto is living cowboy tough and, and fighting on consolations is, um, is obviously something that we that, that we would hang our hat on at the end of the day. So. Well, the best teams ever have never had ten guys in the finals, you know. Right. So sure. it, it's never. Go- I mean, I shouldn't say never going to happen, but yeah. it ain't it ain't never going to happen, you know. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's a safe thing. <laughs> yeah, and I I would you know as a guy who's not coaching now. I would love to see that. I think there'd probably be 70 guys who'd be upset about it, but you know, from a historical <laughs> yeah. standpoint, it'd be pretty amazing. Um, right. So I, what I've always thought was it's actually harder to take third in a tournament than second, because the whole time you take second, you're thinking you can take first. Yeah. And when you take oh, third, sure. when you take third, there's at least two matches you have to win, where you're not you're wrestling and you know you can't achieve the goal you had. Right. You know, when the tournament started. So, yeah. So I think you guys That's are building a, a lot of you're, – you're, you're seeing which of your kids are mentally tough. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and those are some of those, you know, I mean, toughness is, is certainly trainable. Um, and that mental toughness is, you know, just the ability to cope. And, and But, you know, but it, it does boil down to the individual. So, um, you know, I don't – to, to overuse the the cliche is as a coach, I'm excited about our squad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like I said, with four freshmen getting to see their identity somewhat, um, um, you know, come together and and kind of manifest itself. I know that we've got some guys that are we got some cowboys that are that are down to ride, so to speak. So um, yeah, know, that's 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 exciting moving forward. 
I think the other thing that maybe people there's a we have a lot of people that are fans, but maybe haven't coached, especially like at high school or college level. And I think one of the things that's crazy is, you know, you like to think, you know, you're in touch with your kids. You really have a good deal for these guys. You know, like you, you get to know them, you know, you when you legally came, you go have dinner with them, you know, all these kind of things. Yeah. Right. Like build relationships. Right. Sure. And, you know, I'll take the role of the coach over you because I'm, I'm the old man and you're the young guy. But I might think I know everything about you. And then you yeah. go out on the mat and there's three things you do great that were garbage in practice. And there's two things that you absolutely suck at that you were amazing at in practice. And yeah, at least I saw that a lot. Do you see that with your guys where you're like, wow, like I thought we were good here and we're not. And here we're way ahead of where I thought we were. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think I get, get your point. And I definitely see that. I mean, just the nature of wrestling of the open, the open, sport model that it is there's there are you know uh, exponential amounts of of possibilities for for action and reactions and um so you just it's it's really wild to to think um how the sport works and then and it makes you really appreciate the guys that figure it out um and can consistently take different body types different um different styles of opponents and you know basically uh crunch the numbers in real time and make their adjustments so um you know i i certainly certainly see that and and again that's where um you know the results are good um but more than anything what you do with them from december to march is the most important thing and and we you know um, if guys address those things and are realistic with them um, on an individual basis, then they're going to continue to improve, and that's all we ask for. Um, but it is it is just you know raw data for us to break down. As we thought, we thought that you know we thought we were good in this position, and then and then we're not, which. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's frustrating as a coach, but as much as it's a challenge for the guys to overcome those little mental breaks, it's a challenge for us as a coaching staff to figure out, okay, um, back to the drawing board, we need to figure out how to clear legs. Uh, and obviously that first approach we took wasn't, wasn't it. So, you know, you adjust, you regroup, and you move forward. Yeah, I think those things all make a lot of sense. And I, I, I look at it like – you know, you you know, like a guy like you know, and we'll talk about it. Look, like a guy like Colgan, who's been in your program a long time. You know, uh -huh. you guys probably have a rhythm, sort of, you know, verbally when you go through film. Like, hey, yeah. You know, but you got these freshmen, and I yeah. I would think it'd be really interesting to see how coachable are these guys when it comes to watching tape as well. Right? I guess tape's Absolutely. an old, old word, but film or whatever. The no, you're word. right. Yeah, and that's again, that's um, coming back to this. You know, it seems like I'm kind of gravitating back towards our young guys, but but bringing them up to speed is is yeah we do have those we understand that the communication and how how guys will learn, um, and so that's that's part of our challenge is can you sit a guy down on the couch and put the video on the TV um, and and then have them incorporate that so you know watching video is great but if you're not um, 
materializing those those changes yeah then you know then then it was great to spend time together and, and watch <laughs> make memories but what the heck are we doing make memories you know so it's like it's just like goal setting goal setting and and film review are very similar you know anybody can write down a goal anybody can sit down and watch video but if you don't do things and create um benchmarks daily um benchmarks to to achieve um and make those adjustments then you're just like a, you know you're wasting your time and you know but for the memories like yes you haven't done anything so you know we we just need to um find ways to make those changes incorporate those changes on a daily basis and and um and, and then the results will will come you yeah. know as a secondary yeah result makes a lot of sense like when you say yeah. you know building memories i know you're kind of joking but you know like <laughs> I, I see on social media all the time you know with wrestlers or and i i've been touched a lot of fighters like i got better today well so, yeah. so did the guy you're gonna fight so did the guy right. you're gonna wrestle right like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know i mean i'll use them because you were there wyoming got is going to get better today and so is oklahoma state yeah so you, yeah what's setting it apart who's getting and this, my mother would kill me as an English teacher, but who's getting more better, right? Like, sure, right. Better yeah, yeah. faster, right? And exactly. So yeah. if you're just sitting on the, the couch, and every time you tell me something, I'm like, yeah, right, Coach, sure. Like, the, the improvement was pretty dang minimal. You know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's where you see, um, you know, people are like, um, you know, specifically Archie and Bryce, you know, are seniors that, that are returning with – kind of our most established seniors um you know it's like ah how's he gonna do this year i'm like i i think i think he's gonna do really well because he did great last year and i think he's a a vastly improved wrestler i could apply that to either one of them but you know he has made changes and that's the thing we we preach all the time that making mistakes is not the problem it's making mistakes over and over again that's the real problem you know, and so and, – and you you see that from the guys that make it, you know. Um, Bryce has addressed areas um, where he was was maybe lacking, and, and that's where I'm like, the sky's the limit. Now, everybody feels that way, but, you know, who's really, really, really sharpening their knife um, and really making that edge fine between, um, you know, correct, incorrect, good, good, and bad, you know, so – that's what all it boils down to, and and we see those things, and that's where if these things keep keep showing up, then where's the disconnect? Are we not um, are we not coaching you, or are you just simply not making the changes when we've given you um, you know those those obvious corrections to make? And and so you know we have a a group right now that they're willing to make corrections. We we talk about it all the time as a staff that. You know, we cover something, we talk about something, we pump something up for a couple of days during training. We see it, but yeah. does it does it really stick? You know, a week later, two weeks later, and that's that's the struggle because we're piling stuff on these guys on top of their schoolwork, on top of their their life outside of wrestling and school. And so, um, you know, we do all we can that to to make sure that as as individuals, each guy is prepared to be successful and. That's a daily thing. That's something that you got to work on every day, um, and and make sure that guys are getting the attention, you know, um, accordingly.
Yeah, and I think this, I think the further you get away from competing, the more you think you remember what it's like, but you really don't. You know, right. like, um, you know, I've been working <laughs> yeah. with some guys getting ready for like jujitsu worlds and the guy yeah. had his grip the wrong way. And, you know, right. I showed it to him and I showed it to him again and I showed it to him a third time and then he still does it wrong. And I, I kind of got to remember he's got eight years of doing it the screwed up way and he's had five minutes of doing it the right way. Right. Like, it's almost like a computer. You got to reprogram the guy and that yeah. doesn't just happen in a practice. No, and no. So yeah. I, th I think all you can really uh, look for is mental uh, acceptance, coachability. Like somebody's going to go, "Okay, coach, yeah." And then when they do it wrong, like, "Oh God, I know I did it wrong, coach. Sorry." You know? Yeah. And and I think if you're seeing that, I'm guessing that even if they even if they mess it up in a match, even if they mess it up in the most crucial part, like you know, I walk off, I'm like. Coach Kyle, I grabbed it the wrong way. It'll never happen again. Like, yeah. that's the guy you just almost slap on the butt and go, okay, let's get ready for the backside, right? Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, we're yeah. couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk about one of the guys that, you know, when you were on last year, one of the guys I didn't talk about, and I'm very interested. Uh, my friend Mark Ostrander kind of got the interview of the year at Nationals with, uh, with Bryce Meredith. And mm -hmm. to me – He's a really interesting story because I remember talking to Mark Branch a bunch of years ago when uh, Tyler Cox was coming out and how important it is to keep the best kid out of your home state. I mean, I know right. John Smith felt that way at Oklahoma. I mean, I think pretty much every, you know, it's important. It's just certain states are a lot deeper than others, right? And, sure. you know, it, it's no slight on Wyoming, but they're not as deep as Pennsylvania and Ohio and some of these other states. So. Right. Yeah. Meredith decides to go to North Carolina State. How yeah. how tough was that just mentally the first time? I mean, I, I know he wasn't, you know, Mark Hall or something, but I know, he, you know, he was a significant recruit coming out of Wyoming. What yeah. was what was that like? I mean, obviously, you guys must have had when he made the call and said, I'm going in this different direction. The call must not have been too ugly. You know, you guys must have stayed on pretty good terms. But, you know, yeah. what, what was that like just mentally for a guy like you that I know works really hard at recruiting? They have to yeah. go, God dang it, we lost that kid. Well, yeah, I mean, a couple things. Uh, and, and try and help me stay on uh, on the rails here. Okay. Um, but I have two ideas. And, and one of them, the second, well, I'll talk, the second one is is Bryce, the, you know, Bryce the person um, and how, how his personality and, and who he has made that possible for him to come back. Um, but the first thing is certainly, you know, I think to address your question is, what was it like when, when that happened when, um, you know, Bryce was a four-time state champion. He's a junior national. I don't – I think he was third at junior freestyle uh, after his junior year. So, um, you know, certainly a fantastic recruit, um, placed everywhere he's ever wrestled his whole life. Um, and so – and he's just from over the hill in Cheyenne. So we had contact with him plenty before that. He came uh, to camp and stuff like that. So – you know, we knew what kind of wrestler he was. Um, and so, you know, I know that this is um, this is regulated by the SEC, so I won't say exactly what my reaction was <laughs> when he wasn't coming. Um, yeah, we'll put it but, on Family Guy at 2 in the morning. I get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, um, and this will kind of segue into that second point about who Bryce is, is um, at the end of the day, you know, from a coaching standpoint, my, my perspective back then was, 
did you just subjectively break it down? Did we blow this? And and we didn't. We did. We we did all our due diligence. Um, you know, we sh he knew what what we were. He knew who our staff was. He knew what the program was. What direction we were going. Um, and he just he made an informed decision. Um, and that you can be okay with. That's like, you know, that's like giving your best and still getting beat. That's not. That doesn't. I mean. That will keep you up at night, but it, <laughs> but it's something that you can work with, that, that you can grow to accept over time. Um, but then, you know, seg segging into talking about Bryce and how that, you know, how his personality comes into this is that, um, you know, he he's an unbelievably ambitious guy. His wrestling style, um, you know, some people are like, golly, that guy's a killer on the mat and he's a super nice guy or that guy is um, a jerk walking around, but he's really a, um, a gracious competitor. The way Bryce competes wide open is the way he lives his life. He seems you know like I mean? that kind of kid watching him. Like he's just, yeah. I don't know if happy go lucky is the right term, but like he seems like the no, kind of kid that's true. never going to get an ulcer in life. Right. He's, he just has an incredible perspective. Um, I mean, far beyond my years, <laughs> you know, he's teaching me stuff all the time. And, and, um, you know, that's what makes me want to give back because I get from him. So, uh, but the fact is, you know, um, he's born and raised in Wyoming and, and, um, wanted to, to, to fly the nest a little bit and, and spread his wings. And, um, you know, he, a great program he, he chose, Right. Uh, initially, and then, you know, things just didn't quite work out, um, and it wasn't it wasn't right for him. But um, without that experience, I don't. There's no way he's the wrestler he turned out to be. So, um, you know, as God's providence would have it, um, it all worked out well, and that's why you know he didn't he didn't pull any shenanigans and and stop answering our phone call. He called us. Um, and, and said, you know, you guys did great. I, the, you know, the money, you know, the offer was, you know, everything was there. I just want to do this and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? There's, you know, you're, I've I, lost I, Missouri I kids cause they wanted to go away and I've, and I've gotten kids that other schools thought they had cause they wanted to go away. You know, they wanted to come exactly. here. Exactly. And that's why, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta stay true to yourself. And he did. And he always has been. Um, you know, things have worked out for that, but, um, you know, it was, you, you always, and I learned probably as much as anything, um, you know, in real life that you catch way more flies with honey than vinegar. It's easy to go, well, you're making a mistake and yeah. good luck. And, you know, we'll see you down the road and, and kick your butt. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he's a good kid. We've known him for a long time at that point, And it's like, you know, there's there's really no reason to have any ill will about it. It's a bummer. It sucks. We had to do a lot of explaining to people or our ads. The, our that's what I was really thinking. State. That's what I was thinking, honestly. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's where you go. You know, this is this. These are the facts. Um, and you know, the kid made a choice. You know, so. Um, but. Well, um, the story. The story's cool. You know, he comes back. You know. Uh, when my friend interviewed him, you know, he asked, 
he kind of said, you know, you're the face of Wyoming. You know, what have you done for them? And he said, Wyoming's done everything for me. Yeah. And um, and I think they're both true, though. I mean, I think he's the guy right now that you pack a suit for, you know, and I think that's yeah. important. And, you know, for you, hopefully he'll be wrestling Saturday night. And that's that's a big thing when it comes to getting recruits, you know. Absolutely. Recruits would rather have see two, three guys in the finals than – you know, 10 guys take eight, you know, so right. sure. um, even if the points somehow end up the same, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, they want to see guys that are, are getting it done and getting their hands raised and, and they're on ESPN and all those kind of things. So, Absolutely. you know, the, the story about him coming back to you guys, I think is, is really intriguing. What kind of, you know, is he kind of a verbal leader? Or is it just, he's a guy that leads by example? What, what kind of kid is he in the room for you guys? I mean, I think he's he's evolved and matured um, naturally, but from the get go, especially being a transfer, because that's a little different deal, right? You got a little bit of that, you know. Is this guy one of us yet? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, from, from the existing squad, but um, I mean, the dude just came in, and from day one, I mean, he got here. Uh, I can't remember if it was May or early June after his freshman year um, on the East Coast. Um, and he just went to work. I mean, the dude was, was hungry. Um, and that's what has set him apart. His, his desire to be successful. And I, he's a, he's a freaking killer on the golf course too. Um, pretty much anything like, you know, what that doesn't necessarily set him apart. Most, most people in division one athletics are incredibly, um, uh, competitive, but, um, he just that that first year. I mean, he just worked his tail off. Um, it was unbelievable how hard he went all the time. And and then, you know, um, magically that translates into his matches. I say that tongue in cheek. Right. Um, but that that style that he's wrestled, he just trained like a beast, um, pretty much all the time, almost to a fault where he he just he runs himself ragged. Um, but you know, so I think he started by leading by example, um, and he knows that it's not about what you say, it's about what you do, um, and he did that. And, and then, you know, he has certainly grown into a vocal leader uh, on the team, um, but, you know, it's it's very reserved. Uh, he only speaks when he really needs to, I think. Um, that, that probably helps his message come through, um, but he continues to lead by example, and his training habits, um, how willing he is, how, how much he buys in um, to what we're, what we're peddling. And so, um, you know, he, he's a doer. So I would say that that's his, his leadership style has certainly always been by example. And, um, and you know, that's a, yeah. you can't ask for anything more than that. No, if you have to pick one, you know, the ideal guys are both. But if you pick a guy that talks a lot or does a lot, we all take the doers, you know, sure. every day of the week and twice on yeah. Sunday. Sure. So yeah. one last question about Meredith, and then we'll kind of go big picture with the program. He yeah. He's a guy the last two years that – and and actually uh, caused a conversation with you and me a year ago about rankings, where yeah. he would take – he's taken puzzling losses. And actually yeah. the first year they weren't puzzling losses – 
We just didn't think he was that good. And then he went to nationals. Well, I mean, I'm just saying from the guys on the outside. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, the most, like, if anybody said, yeah, this, it's funny because I actually picked him on my fantasy team, but I didn't think he was going to do that good. You know, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, I just saw he had a high ceiling. But, you know, then the second year after you're an All-American and you're kind of losing to guys that on paper you shouldn't beat or shouldn't lose to, excuse me. Sure. Um, it, to me, he seems almost like Kyle Snyder in international. Like he'll lose a match once in a while because he doesn't care. He's trying to get better, and you have to try things, you know, yeah. in, in live action to get better. But sure. to me, watching Meredith this year, it, it's weird saying this from a top four guy, but it feels like he's jumped levels in terms of consistency. Do, do you guys see it that way? And if so, what 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 has caused that that jump of levels? <clears throat> yeah, um, I mean, I'll start start where we can certainly agree is he's definitely jumped levels, and I, I think I alluded to that earlier. Um, but you know, as far as his his body of work, which is the the preferred term that always comes up, um, and it's it's good, it's accurate, it should be. But you know, like I said, um, I kind of alluded to it um, just moments ago when I said that. He trains and wrestles so hard, sometimes to a fault, and that's where, um, you know, he we maybe put him in some situations. He's wrestled some matches that other other guys or other programs, um, you know, maybe wouldn't have wrestled. You know, I, there's there's no secret. He, um, you know, nobody nobody's promised health, and and nobody's. Um, you know, everybody's gonna have to fight through it. But he wrestled a lot of matches last year um, under under less than optimal conditions. We'll just leave it at that. Sure. Um, but you know, you you see those results. I mean, matches. You'll you'll see what happens. And um, with with a guy in that style, you know, one of the outliers. He loses a match in November last year in the Nebraska kid. He's winning one to zero um, with 15 seconds left in the match and gives up a a goofy front headlock roll for six to lose, right? Yeah. That was because he shot. <laughs> with 15 seconds left, winning the match, I think it was actually probably 1-0 with riding time, so it's 2-0. He didn't need to take them, but with 15 seconds left, he's going because he's at home. He knows people didn't come to watch him win 2-0 against a kid that has been square stance for the for six and <laughs> six minutes yeah. and change. Yeah. So he's attacking. He gives up a, a, a goofy roll, and, and that puts that kid on the map, and, and it goes, you know, what, what, where's that outlier? And, um, you know, I don't want to go specifically through each, each example of, of these matches and kind of justify. Um, but no, it makes sense, though. And it, it and does it, make sense. When, when you wrestle a style that um, is wide open, and you he doesn't wrestle just to win. He wrestles to build his brand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wrestles so that when you walk off the mat, you know you you remember his name, um, and I know that from experience. Um, you know, I I have to tangle with him on a regular basis, and um, it's not a it's not an easy day ever when right. when I know I'm gonna wrestle with him. So, um, and that's why, you know, he raises up and he takes those lessons and that motivation, and when the the lights are on. He can recall all those those lessons he's learned along the way, and he's he doesn't wrestle to protect anything, um, and and that's why I think ultimately in the end that the fortune has favored him because he's brave. 
it's 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 such a great phrase because I'm helping two little kids out, and you know I think parents get way too wrapped up with 11 and 12 year old tournaments they're winning, right? You know, like of course. Well, and the thing is, like I don't even go to the tournaments, so like I don't care if they win or lose. Honestly, I just care if they're having fun and if they're improving. And yeah. but I I didn't use the fortune, but I said you know the brave guy usually wins in the long run. Because yeah. if you don't have any courage when you need it and you've never done it, it's probably not going to happen for you. Absolutely. So I would think, you know, just the last part on him, I think that makes him a great leader just like that because guys are like, well, if he's willing to pull the trigger, you know, even when he doesn't need to, maybe, you know, it will make me a little – give me a little more room for courage to do the same. So right. um, let's jump to your schedule. Like and, – and I guess tied to that is you're in the Big 12s obviously – we talked about the importance of Cliff Keen, and we didn't really specifically say this, but we alluded to it, a two-day weigh-in, a two-day competition. Um, I got to go to Big 12s last year, saw you there, obviously. And the fact that it's it's way better than when it was a quad, you know. Yes. Um, sure. And it's it's in a much bigger place. And now they're not, like, trying to drag a quad out over two days or one day. Like, now there's actually a lot of matches, and it takes two days. Plus, yeah. you have the additions of UNI and, you know, teams like South Dakota state are getting better. Oklahoma's on the rise. How do you guys as a coaching staff look at that tournament? Obviously you and Brant are, are Oklahoma guy, Oklahoma state guys, but from Oklahoma and collegiately anyway, you know, yeah. sort of a, a homecoming for you guys to Tulsa. Let, let me first talk about your schedule. You know, tell me like some of the highlights you guys have coming up between now and big 12s. Yeah, so we're going to go to Ames this weekend um, for a duel against Iowa State. Then we have the Reno tournament um, to close out first semester. Uh, and at the Reno tournament, you know, um, there's always a lot of really tough individuals there. I believe um, – I, I don't know the field exactly at this point in time, um, but it's it's definitely an event you got to be ready for, and, and you have the opportunity to notch some quality wins. After that, um, you know, it's – second half of the, the semester, um, the season is, is all of our dual meets. Um, so, you know, we have a, obviously the Big 12 schedule, all the, the normal, the, the previous um, Western Wrestling Conference guys, um, and then also, which we've always had Oklahoma State and Oklahoma on our, on our schedule. Right. Um, since Coach Branch has been around, but we continue that. They come to Wyoming this year, which is, is nice to, to – um, use our elevation to our advantage. Um, but then we, we actually go out east for the um, North Carolina duels. That's going to be our first um, event back after Christmas break. So that's going to be great. We're going to get four matches against those those East Coast teams that we don't necessarily see. Who will you see um, there? UNC, NC State, I'm guessing? No, not, not um, NC State. We're going to wrestle UNC, Army, Duke, and um, American. So three former Cowboys coaching out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny just, how those things come together. It's shocking how you guys are able yeah. to work your schedules out that way. You guys, yeah, you guys um, just figure this out over dinner at Vegas last year? Yeah, <laughs> could be something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I've um, been lucky enough to sit in on a few of those dinners. I know that's yeah. how it goes, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, and you get to see so teams you don't see, right? Exactly. And then, you know, then after that, we come back out here and, and have our, our typical schedule, those Big 12 schools. Um, and then, you know, we've added Fresno State this year. 
um, Bakersfield and Oregon State are kind of our 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 additions to our our existing schedule. So, um, but you know, and maybe I'll just kind of jump right into. Um, or did you want to ask a question specifically about the Big Twelve? Yeah, go ahead. Just, go ahead. People aren't yeah, aren't just, listening to me. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they, they rarely listen to me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this till I got the ring. Take the mic and um, go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the Big Twelve tournament. Um, I mean, you you did a great job building it up. It's it's a heck of a tournament now. Um, and so, without a doubt, that is that is our peak um, because if you don't perform there, you know, you're 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 hoping for a bid. So. Um, you know, you have to peak twice in two weeks, and that's what the Big 12 tournament, the NCAA championships, demand um, of those that that will achieve. So, the Big 12 tournament is just—it's such a great, and and it's continued to grow. It it grew two years ago when when we combined with the Western the Western Conference and the Big 12 um, to make it 10 teams. Now we're up to 12, um, and our guys will be prepared. You know, the venue is fantastic. They, they really, um, they treat it well. They treat it like a, um, uh, an upper echelon event. And so if our guys, we, we get ourselves, um, to compete well at the big 12 tournament, when they show up in Cleveland, um, the surroundings will be very similar. The feel will be very similar. The, all the, the shininess and the, the bells and whistles, um, that was our last time out. So yeah. it's just a huge advantage um, for us. Now, obviously, a number of other uh, conferences around the country do that. But for us, you know, we've got guys that wrestled in the, the Western Wrestling Conference, you know. I mean, and, and the last time we did it, North Dakota State was renovating their, their facilities, and we wrestled in an old gymnasium. Yeah. For the conference tournament. So, yeah, it's terrible. Um, it's nobody's you know, fault, but it's terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just the way it goes. But, um, you know, without a doubt, our guys will be prepared. Our schedule that we put together um, of tough non-conference teams in dual meet settings, um, you know, we we prepare our guys. And, and our program does everything that, that um, any other program does to have guys prepared for the postseason. And, um you know that's that's what's most important to us. Yeah, the na- the Big 12s to me feel like a mini nationals now. I mean, I you know, yeah. you know, you know Eric Carrero and I are, are good friends and for years, you know, when it was that four team thing and it was just really it, it was at somebody's gym, you know, rotated between yep. the four places. Sure. And um you know, it was like, man, how how do we get these guys especially when it was Oklahoma State, and, you know, they were doing really well and they knew they were in. You know, they yeah. knew they were at goal level, and now you're just kind of wrestling. It's almost the worst-case scenario. You're wrestling to not lose your seed, and you're wrestling yep. to not get hurt. And when those two things happen, you usually lose and you get hurt. You know, Yeah, it can be a trap. Yeah, yeah for sure. And so now know. the tournament feels like, look, you know, like maybe like a Dean Heil, you know, he's, he's obviously, you know, the number one guy and, and has had been incredibly consistent even in spite of close matches with guys like Meredith. But for most of these guys, there's not a dominant number one at the weight, and there's a lot of upside for almost everybody, you know, sure. coming into the tournament. I would think, like when we did we, t- we did our podcast yesterday about the rankings, and yep. I said to Andy, I really stress performance in tournaments over dual meets for the simple reason that, 
weigh-ins are different. Um, which coach you have in your corner is different. You know, yeah. not all of a sudden you're called right up to mat three for mat eight. You know, that does happen as opposed to, well, I know I wrestled two matches yeah. behind Ethan every time. And, you know, how guys handle stress, how guys handle the second day weigh-in, you know, how guys handle wrestling when they're, when they're beat up as hell after four matches the first yep. day. Sure. And I think that Big 12, you know, you said it, I think you hit the nail on the head, like when they, it won't, it'll feel very similar to Cleveland, and that's yeah. what you want. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I went to Oklahoma, and then, you know, obviously the Nationals last year were here in St. Louis, and, you know, Kevin Crutchmer at the time was the guy kind of putting that on, and, you know, he had actually spoken to me about, like, you know, what do these guys do here to make it like this? And, you know, they were trying to simulate it. And I think that's right. good yeah. for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So on, on our end, I think it, you know, what a, what a 12, uh, a 12 guy field presents um, opposed to, you know, it was, I, I think it was six um, for us before we jumped into the big 12, but it, it exposes you to all those variables that, um, that you kind of hit on, you know, what if maybe, maybe my normal coach is yes. a 33 pounder when, when the 41s come up. Um, so he might not be there. So what that does is there are all these variables that you will certainly face at the NCAA tournament. What it does is it exposes individuals to, to those variables. Um, and it really highlights which variables matter. And which ones do you need to distance yourself from? Which, you know, um, and so that's where that's just something that you can't um, that you can't put a value on, in my opinion. You know, teaching guys to focus on the right things, um, and you know, you can train for that, but until you're in competition, you know, there's no simulating it in in, in the wrestling room. Um, so that I think that's that that huge valuable portion too. Yeah, you know, a quality conference tournament now. Well, you know, in junior college, you're trying to get your guys recruited. So we would always go to the biggest tournaments we could to help, you know, so guys like you, hopefully we, yeah. we would beat your starter and you'd be over in our corner before the match was over. Like, who the hell's that kid, right? <laughs> right. But yeah. the other thing is dual meets are such a controlled environment. You can remove so many of the variables that you're talking about. You know, like you always look at the same corner and the same two or three guys are there every time. Sure. And right. Honestly, with the fact that there's no dual meet, well, there's two things. One, we're the only sport where we wrestle 80% of the competitions one way, and then we decide our national champion in another way, which yeah. is completely goofy. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, it'd be like in baseball. We go, when we get to the playoffs, we're going to have five outs in an inning, sure. you know, or two <laughs> strikes in your outer. I mean, something yeah. that's dramatically different that would literally change it. Like now in football, 20 yards is a first down. That yeah. change everything. And and yeah. and that's what happens. And then I guess the other part of it is you guys, because dual meets, there's not even a dual meet title this year. I think getting to these tournaments, going like you said out east, even if that's a dual meet format, just, okay, we're going to travel. And maybe once in a while you actually don't sit in that guy's corner on purpose just right. to let him deal with stress. You right. know, I, I think that's yeah. really bright to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but but I think you've you've kind of you've proved my point. Um, in that understanding is that you know those are variables. All those things you just described, those are variables that do not matter, right? 
Um, the only thing that really matters is, is how our guys perform, how they execute. And so, and all that does is it turns their, their view in on themselves. And that's an unbelievably empowering lesson once mm-hmm. learned. Yeah. Because those, all those things, um, because if you really, if you, if you pan way back, you know, go up to the, to the 5,000 um, foot view, looking down on it, everybody's doing it. Everybody wrestled 80% dual meet schedule. Yeah. So that's just the way it goes. You've grown up with it. You wrestled four times in high school that way. Dual meet, dual meet, dual meet. In high school, they wrestled some more tournaments, so it's it's maybe an imperfect analogy. But but, um, but back in your age and my age, it was a lot of duels. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, you know, I think that's what it is, is, um, is it really allows them to go, none of those things matter. The only thing that mattered <laughs> what, is what happened. What I was able to do with my seven minutes at a time, um, and so, and it's hard. It's hard to do that because, um, you know, we are, we are um, um, sensual beings. We take things in. We hear things. We smell things. We feel things. But none of those things really matter ultimately. We, we've got to, we've got to boil it down to um, what happens between our ears and what we actually go do. So, um, you know. I think we to 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 beat that dead horse. I I just hope that that that's what from our standpoint as a staff, that's what we try and do. That's why we make things uncomfortable. That's why we make guys travel and compete. That's why we make them weigh in back to back and and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think you're stressing you know. them intentionally. And of course, and everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. But um, you know, are those personal relationships happening between us and our guys? Um, and, and are they gleaning the wisdom that we're trying to give to them? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, like I, I talked to a coach about a kid who's already wrestled in college and was a huge recruit, ended up not being really successful. And this guy said to me, he goes, he's not going to be great in college. I said, why not? He goes, if you move his headgear five feet, if you hide his shoes from him for – yeah. 30 seconds he's a mess right and he goes you know and you know how it is in high school like you were a great high school wrestler I, you know i was a good high school wrestler like at certain points stuff gets everybody does everything for you yeah you know so yeah very and, predictable and they think they're helping you and it's not that they aren't it's kind of like parenting right when somebody does something wrong do you punish them or do you get them you know do you let them take their punishment or you know do you go talk to their teacher and get them out of it and then try to teach them at home and Whichever yeah. one you do, there's a 50% chance you're wrong. So, right. yeah. Well, the one thing I do need to thank you for is about a week or two ago, you emailed me and made a, a great suggestion that uh, on our rankings that we start putting all the links to everybody's records. And uh, I'm happy to tell you that that is in the works for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I appreciate um, that because um, anytime I, I can take credit for your ideas that are good ones, I would be happy to do that. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I looked at you guys, you know, coming in today, you guys are in the top 25, and, you know, you had some guys that moved up and moved down at, uh, you know, at Vegas like everybody else, but it feels like you guys sure. are right on the edge of a top 20 season, and I got to right. think that the goal for you guys is, you know, top 20, then, you know, top 15, and then 
top 10 and then perennially in the top 10 and getting guys in the finals on Saturday night, right? Absolutely. Um, and it's a, it's a fine line. Um, you know, we, we, we want all Americans. That's all it boils down to. We want multiple Americans every year. Um, you know, we, we have a good record of, of producing all Americans every year under coach branch. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a record that is, um, is a little understated. I don't know if, you know, we're, we're all the way out here in the West stuck up in the mountains. Um, but you know, we're, um, I'm, I'm quite certain coach branch has 10 all Americans in 10 years. Um, so that's not, not an understatement or something to be taken for granted. But, um, when we start, when we make that next step where we're consistently producing multiple all Americans in a season, then, then we will be sniffing it out, um, sniffing out that top 10. Um, so, and, and, um, you know, it takes it takes time and and consistency and and that's what we've had here for a number of years, <clears throat> and so um, that's certainly what we're marching towards. And and like I kind of circling back to how the conversation started is is we've got some we've got some cowboys that are that are riders. Um, they're 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 drinking the Kool Aid and they're doing their time right now. They're putting in a lot of really good and smart work. So um, you know we're we're extremely um, um, positive about the outlook, and, and we think that this can be a special year. Um, and so, but it's only December sixth. We got a long way to go. We're, it starts this afternoon in three hours. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, the fu- let's put it this way: the future's bright at Wyoming. Because here's the one thing, and you know, you're not going to come on my show and say this, obviously. But if you guys, if you knew you sucked. You would know you sucked. You might not know if you're great yet, but you yeah. know when you stink. Like yeah. you can see stinky in the room, and you know it's yeah. uh, you know, and you know everybody can wrestle better than they were that day. But you're like, man, we're just so far behind. Like, it's gonna be a rough year, you know. Yeah. And I see no, you guys we're... with a lot of guys that, yeah, they didn't win every match at Vegas, but they were in a lot of them. You know, they're close. You'll see how it goes when you know. You'll see who processes learning and, and film and visualization and, and tough yeah. love and all these things the right way and which ones, you know, kind of fade. And then, you know, I think I'm not going to have you say this, but I think every coach near the end of the year, they focus on the guys that they think can really get it done because, frankly, that's what you're paid to do is get yeah. guys on the podium. So it seems to me, though, like you got a bigger pool of guys that can get it done you know, every year you're, it's like you're adding another guy or two to the pool and the guys are getting younger and younger. So, um, yeah, I know you're always complaining to me about being an old man, but I'm older than you. So I'm proud. I'm proud of you. EK. You guys are doing big things out there. Well, thanks Dave. I appreciate it. And I I really appreciate you giving me the time and, um, and the opportunity to talk about our program. For sure. I'll be, uh, I'll be down in Perry, Oklahoma. I actually fly out tomorrow to do that tournament. So kind of near your old stomping grounds and, I probably won't see you till Tulsa, but uh, just want to wish yeah, you, you and Branch, and you guys, all the guys out there, uh, the best of luck uh, between now and when I see you in, in March, okay? I'll take it. Thanks a lot, Dave. I appreciate it, man. No worries. Ladies and gentlemen, from the University of Wyoming assistant coach, Ethan Kyle, I'm David Miracatani. We'll speak to you all next week.